Welcome everyone live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Mac Live and Live FM. My name is Ben Antonini and my co-host today is me, myself and I. And our special guest today is Terry Fulton. So uh, welcome to the show, Terry. Thanks, Ben. Awesome. So, yeah, good to meet you again. <laughs> so um, to my knowledge, obviously because we've talked before, um, you're in defense, defense force. Is that correct? It's correct. That's awesome. So uh, what made you want to join defense? Uh, originally, I started off as a private soldier, as a military policeman. I saw that as a career opportunity to um, uh, to to eventually migrate into a Victoria police career. Oh yeah, uh, but it goes a different path. So that's what started me on the journey. Um, there's also uh, a few of my family members that um, served as well. Oh, wow, awesome. So you uh yeah you just said that you were thinking about doing a career in Vic Police. So did you just want to be a normal police officer, or did you want to specialize into anything more than that? Uh, I never got as beyond much beyond uh, enlistment into the police force. Uh, ah, yeah. As to where I would end up, ah. that was a, a journey I never embarked upon. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that I I would have stayed, you know, in a general policing role. I would have done something unique. Uh, tried to. Yeah, it's <laughs> put in everyone. Um, so what was the process for you to join defense? Like was there like basic training if you had done to take that? Uh, so on enlistment, I'm just going to find a, a room, Ben. So yeah, yeah, sure. Give me one time. second. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Speed walking, eh, are you? <laughs> Very good radio. Yeah. So the, inqui- the requirements, and you'd be familiar because you're looking at that yeah. that pathway, general um, enlistment is, um, you know, your health, physical, fitness. Um, for me, joining as a, uh, as a digger was um, basic Year 12, I think it was back then. It might have even been year 12 or year 10. But anyway, the, the enlistment requirements were pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, so did you have to go to Kapuka for the training or was it somewhere else? Uh, so um, I did my basic training at uh, Pakapanyo. Oh, Pakapanyo. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but most, no, all, all of the recruit courses now run out of Kapuka. Ah, uh, yeah. So was Paka, have you ever actually been to Kapuka before? Yes. Ah, so how is it different from a Pakapanyo compared to the two? It's just bigger. Oh, just way I mean, bigger? Same concepts apply. It's ah. a recruit course, lots of yelling, no golf clubs. Um, <laughs> of course. Late nights. Yeah, I'd imagine staying up to – it's not just it's not, it's not like a nine-to-five job doing a training. It's more like an all-day, every-day type thing. No, not, not, not in the recruit space, no. Yeah, yeah of course. It's pretty um, intense. But, yeah, I'd imagine. So um, this training – that you had to undertake at Pacapanyo, like what did you have to do? Like on Monday, was it always Mondays you do, I don't know, say navigation courses or was it like random given to you whenever? I'll give you an idea about what happens at the um, at Recruit Training Centre, which is Kapuka, which is the same course, just in a different location at Paka. Um, for part-time, it's a 14-day block. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, 16-day block. So two weeks, but all the weekends included. For the full-time course, it's a six-and-a-half-week block, and that those those time frames change as the course evolves. Um, 
and they do do modularized training so you can break that down. But essentially they're teaching you basic soldier skills um, in terms of marching, uh, navigation, um, dress and bearing, uh, different behaviours expected of the military, um, basic law uh, and so on. And, and that's the soldier-related aspects to um, joining the military. The officer-related, um, because I've been through the officer training course, basic training course as well, um, that, that, that obviously involves a lot more information and learnings in terms of tactics, operational discipline, um, leading people, etc. And that's a Duntroon at RMC, Royal Military College, Duntroon. Uh, yeah, Duntroon's right next to Adva. I've, uh, I've actually been there before. It's good. Really good place, actually. But um, depends depends on what side of the fence you're on. <laughs> um, no, nah, I was just doing a little tour around because I've got a couple of family members in the army who lived in Canberra, but now they're I don't know where <laughs> well, they're actually. <laughs> well, well, well Duntroon, Duntroon is open to the public. Mm. It's a military base that's open, so you can tour through there. Yeah, awesome. Um, so the people that you did training with, so like that whole group, uh, are you still close with them, or do you see them? on a daily basis or not? Uh, So some of of the people that I went through uh, officer training with, um, I interact with uh, a lot. Uh, So I completed my officer training in 2002. Oh, yeah. uh, And there are still guys that I was on that, in in that Duntroon class with um, that are still serving alongside me uh, today. Oh wow! Um, so That's yeah, good. that 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 um, that exists uh, for me because we had such a big class, uh, and I think you know uniquely to our class, uh, a lot of those those guys and girls committed to the journey, and so thus they've hung around. But yeah, some some of the guys that I joined with that I went through training with, I've deployed with a couple of times overseas, um, been on courses with. Uh, been promoted with, uh, and been posted with uh, on a routine basis. So, oh, wow. yeah, pays to make friends in uh, in those basic courses because they'll keep crossing paths with you. Yeah, I'd imagine that. So, um, touching back onto that, I heard that you said that you've been deployed. Um, where have you been? That sounds like a journey. So, um, domestically served on bushfires, assist in two thousand and nine. Oh, yeah. uh, international deployment uh, to East Timor, I pursued in two thousand and twelve. And then more recently, the Operation Bushfire Assist uh, in Victoria with the Black, not the Black Saturday, the bushfires that occurred at the beginning of 2020. Uh, and then after that finished, we jumped. I jumped into COVID or COVID Assist um, for the best part of 2020. Oh wow! So you've been to a, quite a few places before, I'd imagine. Can you tell us a little bit about East Timor by any chance, or do you not have the liberty to discuss that with us? <laughs> uh, um, I won't tell you anything you don't need to know. But ah, okay. uh, essentially, we were there for as a um, stabilization force. It was called the International Stabilization Force um, or ISAF. Uh, we were there for, I was, I was there for six and a half months. Oh, wow. Semi uh, operator. Uh, so, working with the um, militaries uh, that were in East Timor at the time and in the lead up to the 2012. Uh, government elections uh, in Timor itself. 
Wow, awesome. That sounds fun. So now, off topic from that, um, could you describe any? <laughs> <laughs> could you describe any funny moments or memorable experiments uh, experiences you've uh, had from being in defence? No, there's no. nothing funny about being in defence. <laughs> nothing funny. No, no. So um, I think without going into specifics, mm-hmm. um, the defence force is no different to any other workplace. Uh, there are. It is what you make of it. Um, there are certainly opportunities to enjoy yourself uh, with your colleagues, your peers, and subordinates, and so on. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, there's there's many a story I could tell you, but probably not going to broadcast it across yeah, your airwaves. No, of course, <laughs> keep everything PG the best we can. <laughs> um, so, what are the the opportunities that you've had from defence? Like, have you had any like other training that you can um take outside of defence into civilian life? Oh wow! Um, so one thing about the defence force, be that be part time or full time or um, part time full time, is that you're always more or less on a learning journey. Uh, and so, you know, just just that basic recruit course and then basic officer training and graduating out of Duntroon, um, their their leadership courses that you cannot access from a civilian workplace point of view. So. Um, you know that, that sort of those sort of skills or that sort of training, um, you know, throughout twenty five years of service is just you know every year there'd be an opportunity to do something of interest, um, you know, that that trains you at the sort of strategic level, um, so that you can you know work and understand that environment um, when you're you know wearing a uniform. And, and, you know, from an experience point of view, I think one of my, one of my highlights was uh, a Blackhawk flight around um, Hawaii when we were on Exercise Talisman Sabre in 2017. Oh, yeah. Uh, where we uh, basically just cut a lap of the island, had a look at uh, Pearl Harbor, um, the Marine base on the other side, uh, Honolulu, etc. just as, uh, you know, uniformed military tourists. So yeah, there are plenty of things to, that, you know, if you spend enough time in defence, you'll get the opportunity to do. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I've been looking at um, online and uh, the websites and stuff about operations and exercises before. So um, this exercise talisman sabre, what is, uh, what's that actually? Could you tell us? Uh, every, every two years it, uh, it's the major army exercise. Um, uh, it's run in the north of Australia, but also there are other elements to it. Some some of those are overseas. Um yeah, it's it's you can Google it. Yeah, it's, yeah um, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just the army coming together as a um, as a major um, group t- to test um, themselves with the navy, the air force, uh, international engagement with the US and other partners, as well as ob- obviously the army. Yeah, of course, of course. So it's like the like a big machine kind of just all working together. See how see how everything fits. <laughs> so um so you said that you're in reserves right now. Um would you ever consider full time um army or no? Uh well, I've been full time. So um deployments in two thousand and eleven and twelve into Timor was a full time service gig. I was full time for fifteen months over that period. Um 
uh, that was mostly to learn a language. So Tedham in East Timor, for, for East Timor, uh, and then some post-deployment related work as well. So I have done that. Um, would I consider doing it full-time? Depends. Depends. Um, yeah. Fair enough. So that sounds, sounds fun. Like you've done both part-time and reserve, so you've got the best you can do either. Um, so what are the roles and duties that you do in the reserves? Like what, yeah, what do you do in the reserves exactly? Uh, so every two years, generally speaking, an officer will post in and out of a job. Um, so given I graduated in 2002, uh, I've been um, in roles as a platoon commander, uh, subunit 2IC, um, an operations officer, training officer, auditor, uh, technical auditor, um, and then uh, officer commanding roles. Uh, I've been to Army Command and Staff College, which is the prerequisite course to, which is a posting, but um, which is a prerequisite course for promotion to Lieutenant Colonel. Um, and more recently, I am the Deputy Commander of the Victorian Cadet Brigade uh, here in Victoria, which is about 3,500 uh, school-age cadets, secondary oh, wow. school-age cadets, um, uh, of which there is a unit recently opened in Werribee at the Werribee Secondary College around the corner from where you are. Oh, awesome. So um, before we begin any more questions, um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Mac Live and Live FM, live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Ben Antonini, and my co-host today are me, myself, and I. And our special guest, our special guest today is Terry Fulton. Uh, a little bit of a reset. Um, so, for the reserves, because obviously you have a full-time job, do you still get paid for doing reserves, or no? Uh, yes, you do. I um, do. So, reserves is a tax-free um, payment uh, on a daily, or half-daily, or quarter of a day. Right. Oh wow! Fair enough. So, um, you can, you can Google defense pay rates on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, is the is the reserves pay different for each role that you do? Like, for example, it reserves infantry soldier would be different from a reserves um, army officer, for example. Uh, yes, in general terms, that's a yes. Um, but it's set up on your rank. Um, it's also set up on your uh, qualifications within that rank. Um, and then there's some position-based increments that apply. And then if you're a specialist, so let's say you're a commando or you're a um, SASR trooper, then you have, or even a submariner, you get additional pay for those extra skill sets. Oh, wow, awesome. So like depend, yeah, so it's depending on all qualifications and basically where you're positioned within the army, of course. Yep. Awesome. So um, being in reserves and being in defense in general, does, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel patriotic? Does it make you feel... What does it make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I'd buy into the um, American-level patriotism hoiking the flag up in front of your house yeah, of at zero six hundred and throwing a salute at it. <laughs> patriotism, but um, I, I think there's an element of pride in putting the uniform on and serving your country. Yeah, of course. Um, so nothing too extravagant when it comes to um the feelings then? I, I celebrate Anzac Day. I set, Well, I commemorate, commemorate um, yeah. the fall on Anzac Day and Remembrance Day uh, and then the rest of it has been going to work. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so um, that's 
pretty much most of the questions I have, and now I have to think of someone on top of my head. So, um, Puckapunyal again, and going back to uh, early in the conversation, Puckapunyal, um, did you have to stay on base for all your training, or were you able to leave to and from? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look, they chauffeur drive you into the casino, and then, you know, <laughs> they take you to the beach, and, you know, oh, if you want to go play golf, of course, you know, yeah. they'll just run you around the place. So the answer to that question, Ben, is absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, you, you are there 24-7 for the period of the recruit course, um, and you are pretty much marching to the tune of your recruit instructors uh, for very good reason. Um, no point having an army that isn't disciplined. Yeah, of course. Uh, so they set that tone very early. Very early on, yeah. So um, those recruiting... And, and, make you oh, get, and they also make you get things like haircuts, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind a buzz cut, actually. I've had one of those actually plenty of times before. Um, but a buzz cut would definitely suit you, Terry. <laughs> So um, those recruiting instructors, uh, do you still see them or are they still doing oh. their recruiting, uh, instructing, I should no. say? No, so I haven't crossed paths with a recruit, um, one of my recruiting instructors since I left um, either uh, the soldier recruit course or the officer recruit course. Oh, yeah, of course. So do um, so when you were in that training, I'm, I'm going to guess that you saw them pretty much every day, every hour you could possibly see them, except when you're sleeping, uh, unless they woke you up. Um, but did they change? Like, would you see, like, let's say one person one day and it'd be a completely different person the other day? Like, there's multiple um, multiple instructors overseeing your group. Uh, um, so for the record, you, even when you're sleeping, you're still seeing them in your nightmares. <laughs> um, the uh, As far as the... Um, interaction between uh the instructor the instructors that um are educating you throughout that process you'd see them daily yeah daily i'd imagine eh? but um awesome so that's defense in a nutshell eh? hey yeah so um that's pretty much all the questions that i have for now so um, i'm afraid that's all we have time for so uh thank you very much terry for being with us today it's been a great pleasure talking with you uh live from mckillop college where it be in melbourne australia uh you've been listening to mac live and live fm